Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It'll be a Tuesday afternoon. No, it's a Monday afternoon. It's Monday. Monday afternoon. I feel like I'm still losing weight. I got to tell you. I think you are. I think you are. Mm. I hope I still am. I feel like since we had two weeks in between last time and we lost weight, I feel like one week isn't enough time. I can't believe we have to go back on Wednesday and get weight again. I, I feel know. Like I'm Part of me is panicking and it's like, I need to lose more weight before I go back. I know, I know. But that is good, Alice, because there's a chance. I'm negotiating with a friend, uh, a, a, we'll say a professional acquaintance named David Cullinane over uh, something which we can't make uh, public as yet. Wow. Or I'm not going to, lest it get shot down. But I'm negotiating, and if I um, if this thing comes to fruition, Alice, I'm going to be on a different video feed and that's less forgiving than this one. This one I look very thin and fit. Mm-hmm. In um, if I'm on that one, then um, I'm just going to look fat. So I need to lose the rest of my overweightness by then. Oh God! Uh, oh, when we're taking the Shadows taking in a ball match. By the way, anybody needs needs to get rid of a pair of uh, tickets to the Sox game this Sunday and needs to get rid of them free. Uh, feel free to um, to email Tom dot Shattuck at audit. No, 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 no. Let's use ours. Burn Barrel Podcast at gmail dot com. Right. Mm-hmm. BurnBarrelPodcast at gmail.com. That's if you need your tickets gotten rid of, especially your better seats. Fat-approved seats, because uh, I'll be in this. The I'm seats doing... that we're supposed to be in, Tom doesn't want to sit in. Right. But I also only have four of those. So this is what we're doing since I got four through my work. Uh, those are blue seats. Blue okay. seats are tough. Even Thin Tom, had, it was tough in the blue seats. Fat Tom is going to be a little tough. <clears throat> so I'm looking for other seats Poking around, sniffing around uh, I like a seat that's at least red to start We'll see We'll see what happens so, But it'll be our kids really first time at a Well, at, down in the park They've been in the, they've been in the luxury box once, <laughs> right? Of course Yes, so some of our kids, yes, have been to the luxury it box Was that the Herald seats, the luxury box? Yeah, it, it was. was Well, it was the Herald's law firm's uh, 
luxury box. Was that the law firm that time? And they gave the, they gave some tickets to Harold people, including mm. you, to come to their luxury box. So it's also the only time I've and been you. to a Red Sox game. Is that the only time you've been? <laughs> yes. I think you're going to like it. And this this match, um, Sunday, uh, it's a promotion match that the kids get to run around the bases at the end, which is That's huge, which exciting. you were underwhelmed about when I told you earlier. I was not underwhelmed. Sure. I th- people my age would have killed for that. I think it's very cool. You told me I could ru- get around those bases. Oh, my goodness. I think the kids will love it. I think they'll be super excited. Speaking of that, your friend Joe Biden was in Boston town today. Did you know that? Oh, I didn't know that's where he was today. Yeah, that's he was right. talking about his cancer moonshot. Uh, mm-hmm. He was at the JFK Library. Pretty standard stuff. I don't know. Nothing has dra- jumped out at me about it that I think is uh, important. Uh, there was like one clip where he mixed up the defense department oh, right. and the energy department and he couldn't get oh, the words out. Yeah, he he's also not mixed up sounding, Japan and South Korea. He's not sounding awesome. I did see that clip circulating with the cancer moonshot background behind him. I didn't realize he was here, but yeah, that's the, the takeaway that I've seen mostly in the news is that the guy can't string a sentence together. Yeah, it's been a tougher uh, time for him. We had the most qualified workforce in the world. When I was speaking to the Japanese, or the, excuse me, the South Koreans investing in the chip, chips factories here with $100 billion. Jesus. I asked why you invest in America. Uh, yeah, that ain't great. But, um, but, okay, I mean, what do you want to say? I mean, the, it is what it is. We'll see. I'm going to go out and let him hear, Alice. Mm-hmm. I think the Republicans are going to do very well in November. I think there's a shot. And I think what I don't want to see happen is Republicans to make the mistake they've made in the past, which is that um, they assume these races aren't winnable and they just give up and treat it all Uh as a joke. Right. Um, You know, we saw that in New Jersey, the same time Glenn Youngkin won his race by a bunch of points. And uh, there was so much money and energy that poured into that Virginia governor's race at the same time as the New Jersey governor's race. And that was generally acknowledged to be an unwinnable race Mm -hmm. that, um, you know, was not worth the time and money. And it ended up being really close. I mean, well, within 10, how many points was it? It was they didn't call it until very, very late. I want to see exactly how many points it was. But the thing is, is that we do this to ourselves where we decide like, oh, Jeff Deal can't win. Oh, Bob Stefanowski can't win. It can't be done. Can't. mm." And then those candidates don't attract money. Right. They don't attract volunteers because nobody wants to spend their time on a proposition that's guaranteed to be a losing proposition. You don't see the Democrats having this problem. Well, but they, Alice. But let me tell you, though, because I was looking today at Rebecca Jones's campaign for Congress. Who's that? Uh, she's the, quote, data scientist, the dashboard designer that Ron DeSantis fired because she claimed yes, Ron DeSantis yes, is hiding yeah, I like stuff. Her. She's a good and then she went on the state computer system after she was fired and was like sending cryptic all employee emails to yes. everybody that worked there telling them to do the right thing and stand up and quit working for the state or whatever. So anyway, so I mean, she got raided by the police because she was essentially hacking into state yes. computer systems so she's still under investigation for all that stuff she like f- tried to file for a restraining order against uh christina pusha desantis's press secretary she's an insane person so her latest grift is that she's running for congress against matt gates who she chose because He's a name that the left hates and he's well known and high profile and she has 
zero chance essentially of winning that race and yet Uh she's attracting a ton of money and like running this big campaign and doing all this stuff because he's a famous name and she's not embarrassed to go out there and fundraise and actually act like this is winnable and get all these blue anon morons who think that Matt Gates is going to go to prison for child sex trafficking to give her a bunch of money to win in November when she's not going to get within 15 points of him. I mean, like, the left isn't embarrassed to do that. And they do it in Texas. They do it against Mitch McConnell. They do anybody who's like a big hated name. They'll like run somebody against them. And the right needs to like start treating some of these races as though they're winnable because they are. There was just, did you see the Trafalgar poll stuff about Vermont? No. The Trafalgar group did a poll of the Vermont Senate race and had the Republican within seven points. Really? Yes. In Vermont, which is Senate like, versus who? Um, oh, not the Bernie. Open seat. Is the open it's seat? Welch is... is the Democrat. Okay, so it's an open Republican. seat. It's Leahy's old seat, or yeah, Leahy's old. old I seat. guess so. I'm not even that familiar with Vermont politics, yeah. but I was like, Vermont seven point. You only have the Democrat up seven in Vermont. If Vermont is within seven points, mm-hmm. the Massachusetts governorship is in play. I hate to tell you, right? Like, you can safely give Jeff Deal some money, and and I, like. Do I realize that it's unlikely that Maura Healy is very well set up to win and has a massive war chest, et cetera, et cetera? Yes, of course. I know all that same stuff. But the truth is that stranger things have happened. You have wave years. You know, you have if all the people that voted for Trump showed up in an off governor's year and voted for a Republican, it, that Republican would win in Massachusetts. Right. It's just a question of getting those people to turn out and come to the polls and if they're excited about stuff we have a ballot question about giving uh, driver's licenses to illegal immigrants about overruling the legislature on that because they want to give all the illegal immigrants driver's licenses in massachusetts there's no way takes effect oh wait oh i see so the ballot question would counter the legislature's yeah yeah, yeah. so do they do they pass a law giving them licenses yes so it takes effect next year so uh republicans in this state gathered a ton of signatures and got it on the ballot you think to try that, um, and take it back you think that if the Republicans get it on a ballot and take it back and we've got a Democratic um, House, Democratic Senate, and Democratic President, do you think they're going to abide by the voice of the people? <laughs> I don't know. I would say I no. don't know. But I, but I do think that I do think that Republicans should... Uh, oh, tomorrow's parents' teacher night. I know. From Sally. I know. Is one of us going or both of us? Uh, probably I am, yeah. <laughs> I have to be available to you. <laughs> I think maybe you'll be at karate. Oh right. Oh wait, we gotta we we're missing cars. Um okay, missing so maybe cars. I'll go to karate and go to parent teacher night on the way back. Oh. But you can't bring a kid. Yeah, you can. You can? What, they're gonna turn me away? Jesus. Well, I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I at some point, whatever, it's fine. Maybe we'll all go to karate and you can drop me off at parent-teacher night and wait outside if you're scared that I'll bring a kid to parent-teacher night. But like, That would be nice. What do they want people to do? I don't... I'm. Don't get me started on the school district. Don't get me started. I don't want to rant tonight. So what if they say they're, they're going to teach some social-emotional learning and including to make sure that they're teaching to all voices so that all voices are heard? I'll ask if that includes... Uh, Christian voices. If they're going to be teaching uh, the major tenets of Christianity in the classroom as well as the major tenets of their weird fake religion. Did you see, um, and I don't want to give it um, 
I don't want to. I don't want to. Um, I don't want to give his name, but um, a guy um, who uh, Winchester High grad, an old friend of the Shattucks. Me and Jimmy always liked him from Winchester. Mm-hmm. Dave has uh, chimed in. You saw that he sent us a, a mm-hmm. thing, and he go where he goes. The kids are the kids have put together a. Uh, so did you read that on the air today? Because somebody else emailed asking about that as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I just played some of it. It might even have been... Um, yes, it's Carrie from Winchester. The famous oh. Carrie from Winchester. She also wrote, Hello, Shaddix. Any chance you can share the link to the McCall Who Are You lesson with me? We have one school year to decide if we are moving our kids from Catholic school to McCall. And this is the third awful thing I've heard recently. Ugh. Thanks, Carrie. Oh wow! I guess we can, right? Yes. But I don't want to. I don't want to expose my my Your mole, source. My source. Yeah. No, I can send her the link from um, this email as well. Here's a little bit of it. This is um, this thing that eight-year-olds have put together. This is. Um, it was released by one of the elementary schools. Uh, what's the LPA newsletter? Oh, oh, forget I it. Know. I think I just gave it away. Anyway. Um, and these are two, these are eight year olds. Oh, wait. No, no, he, maybe his kids are eight years old. Anyway, this is about McCall Junior High in Winchester. Where your friend Tom Shattuck graduated from else, first in his class. Is that a middle school or an elementary? It's a middle school or a junior high, as it was known. So, this is the one of the school's social justice committee. They put together this project to highlight the impact of social justice. This is an elementary school in our school community. You're going to hear from three students. Did you hear any of the show? No, I didn't. This is Winchester, Massachusetts. These are three lovely little girls of great privilege, I think it's fair to say. Okay? Okay, kids. Last spring, eighth grade McCall students reached out to Lynch's Social Justice Committee to share a project they made for civics class. Sorry, this is the McCall students. Our names are Vita, Karis, and Renee. This year, our school has implemented a team-wide initiative for change in our community. For our project, we've chosen to tackle an issue. So let me tell you something. Do eighth graders organically show great interest in change in the community? Generally not, no. No. They're mostly um, uh, about, like... um, you know, cute boy band rock stars and nail polish at this age. Of lack of diversity in our town's elementary school curriculums. Throughout our years in Winchester Public Schools, we've noticed that there is a lack of diverse materials taught in our classrooms. We know that our corresponding high school and middle school have been taking action, but we've noticed a lack of change in elementary schools. This is an issue which hits very close to home and impacts us on a daily basis. So this issue is extremely important to us. A lack of diverse materials in our elementary curriculums may lead to students forming negative views on marginalized groups. (laughs) Really? That sounds like, by the way, that is such an eighth grader thing to say, isn't it? Totally. Really? Really? Is that what it does? We were initially drawn to this issue because we noticed an excess of offensive language and insults that were being made throughout the school systems. Uh, Really? Yo, Winchester, Massachusetts seems like it would be a hotbed of offensive racist language among elementary schoolers, no less. 
We believe that the majority of these comments come from the lack of understanding rather than a place of hate. Not condescending at all. This is written, these are essentially kids reading adult material. So, also, not condescending. We don't believe it's all just hate. Some of it is just the people, the kids are stupid. So, we're going to help them with curriculum to speak progressive for now on. Also, how many dollars per pupil? like tens of thousands of dollars, I assume, per pupil, Winchester, Massachusetts is spending to educate the children. And somehow, like after all that, after they've dumped, you know, millions and millions of dollars to have this elite school system, they're still turning out ignorant racists. That seems incredible to me. Like, wow, really? Really? It took the eighth graders to to turn around the curriculum. All the... All these curriculum experts and bajillions of education administrators that they've hired. And and they probably have curriculum coordinators all over that school district. That's like a new big administrative position. They couldn't come up with any diverse authors. It was up to the eighth graders of McCall Junior Mm -hmm. High to come up with a diverse curriculum for the elementary school. Wow. Help educate students so that they are more mindful of the comments they make. Even the funny thing is it's it's an adult script they're reading. And a pretty damn dangerous adult script. We want to educate them so that they're more mindful. How uh, in the spirit of public safety is that? We also want to make sure that all students can see themselves reflected in their curriculum so that everyone can feel accepted and seen at school. We- all students can see themselves feel and feel reflected in the... <coughs> Let me tell uh, you, just, just, just knowing- do math, uh, okay? And you're going to do math, and you're going to do spelling, and you're going to do reading, and you're going to do geometry, and you don't have to see yourself reflected in any of that curriculum. Just do the boring school stuff. Or if it's McCall Junior High, I remember we had to read some books as well. Also, of course, you know, knowing the demographics of Winchester, Massachusetts, I would say that if you wanted to make the school curriculum look like the student body so that they felt seen and respected, I don't think you would end up with exactly the racial makeup that these people want there to be in the <laughs> well, school that's district. It. There's, the, the, there's, a, there's a smattering of kids who aren't white, and they want to make sure that the kids who are uh, you know, from Bangladesh are seeing themselves in the curriculum. I'm not sure what that has to do with anything. I mean, we read The Great Gatsby and something about the Great Depression, and... Um, a, a night to remember about the Titanic you know, all in McCall Junior High when I was there. I didn't necessarily see myself in any of any of those. You know, they didn't have uh, little fat kids who were had to go to the husky section of Sears. Um, you know, who played in dead ends uh, reflected. But also, but isn't also- the point of education and learning to? learn to find yourself reflected in people of other skin colors well, than sure. you? Like, sure. I, I mean, I. I'm just throwing it out that some of my favorite, favorite books that I read in high school were by non-white authors. So, and somehow I managed to find something to identify with in like Things Fall Apart by Chinua Achebe or, um, you know, Zora Neale Hurston or whoever. You know, I somehow, I, I don't, I didn't realize that the protagonist of the story had to look like me racially so that I would, you know, be able to identify with the story or learn something from it. But that's the route that they're going. Remember you were talking yesterday about the kids being separated in the classroom based mm-hmm. on race and, and their trauma status or whatever? Like, can you imagine... Can you imagine the the idea that they're teaching little children that they need to read books only by people of their own race? That's a 
believe it or not, a racist thing to think and a racist thing to teach children to follow. And I'm sorry, but it it's it's wrong. It's actually wrong to teach mm-hmm. children that. Of course it is. Of course it is. Now that I remember, I actually had um I did a book report on Ray Campanella Roy Campanella, who I didn't know at the time, but I found subsequently it was black. Hmm. But I thought he was white. I thought he was a white Italian guy at that time. <laughs> and actually, my my teacher, substitute teacher named Mister Sullivan at McCall Junior High, played with him hmm. in baseball, in professional baseball for the Brooklyn Dodgers or for, like, for the farm team or something. Um, but the Roy Campanella apparently didn't. He I didn't see myself in him. Apparently, I wasn't allowed to see. Yeah, myself how in did him. you even do a report on him? <sighs> Surprised you were even able to do that no it still hurts it still hurts that it it wasn't more white he sent a survey out and got 79 responses some of the um participants are from kids in our grade and others are there's no bigger group of no nothings in the world than kids in junior high in winchester massachusetts i'm sorry about that it's always been so junior high is anywhere really (laughs) but especially that time our seventh graders and sixth graders here we have a diagram showing that a jarring 67.5% of our peers have experienced microaggressions or heard offensive comments. This is a massive... 67% of our peers have experienced a microaggression or heard an offensive comment. Comment. Yeah, of course. They all could have... Wait heard. a second. You're telling me... If this is the same McCall Junior High that I attended, then that number is way low. We were at 110%. There was nobody <laughs> safe. Once again, my classmates were the ones who had jokes up and running about the Challenger exploding while it was still falling. These were a people, there were sharp elbows in that school. Junior high is where you go to learn to be an a-hole. And yes, there were microaggressions and big aggressions. I told you that my, that my friend, me and John hung out together, John Ward. Mm-hmm. And... We had essentially no real other friends than that, and John and I got in a fight with two brothers. Not really a fight. They were the great guys named the Satos, Satos, Japanese mm-hmm. Americans. But we we attempted to kind of fight them. The Satos um, disposed with us, dispatched us um, almost immediately. John and I went zero for two in aggression. Okay. <laughs> And another kid, I told you, we tried to fight at the bus stop, who turned the tables on us immediately. He, me and John went right from fight to flight. And it, when it, it retreated, screaming away from this kid. That, so that was the end of whatever, et cetera. But it was just a, a, a school where, where kids are junior high are a-holes. They're just a-holes. They are. It's just what life does. You're learning. You, things are changing, you know? You're learning things. You don't need special curriculum to speak to people. This is where you should probably go to learn not to be a P. I told you once again that I, I, I ran into Matt Benton the other day. Matt mm-hmm. Benton, Winchester, went to McCall Junior High with him, as a matter of fact. Graduated high school with him, Matt Benton. We didn't exactly hang in the same group of people. I think he was with cooler kids. Um, but, you know, we got along just fine, you know, and he was an interesting guy. I'd see him here and there, et cetera. When I spoke to him the other day, while my kid was at, am I doxing people now? <laughs> no, wow, I think one? it's fine. It was so interesting speaking to somebody who speaks like somebody from with my life experience. He's my age exactly. We both went, grew up in Winchester, not the rich part. We um, we um, we had all the same cultural influences. We're as we're talking. 
in karate, in between, you know, when it gets loud, you can start to talk. We swore in more than most people our age, but that was a thing. Swearing was a thing in those. It was, it was so Did weird. Did you microaggress anybody? Uh, no, but we enjoyed seeing. I don't want to get him to get him in trouble. Anyway, we enjoyed seeing somebody get. Uh, anyway, one of the kids was out of line, and it was we knew that it was going to be trouble for the kid. And so, but, but anyway, but anyway, but I mean that's there. It's because we weren't all complete. There was no time for microaggression. We used to play the game Suicide. You know the game Suicide. Is that with like throwing a ball against the wall? Yes, I was actually. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't say we because I was always afraid to play it. But all the other real boys played it, and yeah, you'd always like stand, throw a ball against the wall. If the ball like hit you and you didn't catch it, we had that game, but we called it right. something else. You, but I think we knew that it used right. to be called suicide. You would have you would run to, you'd have to run to the wall while some kid who's good at baseball whips a ball at your head. It was like there was all aggression. And that's good. Boys should be doing that stuff. This is at some point you're gonna have to deal with the mean girls because you deal with them in real life, and jerks. You deal with them in real, in real life. It's fine. We also had. I mean, I don't. It, I don't want to. I, I will. I, okay, I can't. I don't think I can go say here. But you had the scene program in Lexington, right? We had the lab program, but yes, yeah, okay, thing. okay. Mm-hmm. Which is um, it, kids with disabilities. It's a collaborative between different towns to bring to bring kids with disabilities together to where there's resources to help them. Okay, in McCall Junior High, they would put some of the very I don't know what the science behind this was. I don't know who's being affected here. I'm sure that this is gonna, this is considered some kind of historically say historic crime now. But the, there were kids in something called. And if you guys, any of you went to, you know somebody who was in this. There was kids who went to, who were, who weren't, who didn't do well at reading or math and weren't good at reading, I guess. Although some of the kids I knew could read just fine, including one that you know very well. Mm-hmm. And they would put them into the, um, the A team, called the A team. Now, the A team was really the F team. They were terrible. And so they put the A team were housed <laughs> with the kids with like very severe special needs. Yes. Okay. And I'm not just saying Oh, that you think that's bad. At my well, high school, but, they not only put mashed those things together like learning disabilities, like kids who had a doctor's note that they needed more time on tests cuz they had ADD or something. Yeah. Not only did they mush those things together, but then they threw in all the kids with behavior problems too. So like the right. kids who were on drugs and half dropped out of school right. and whatever, I they like it, put them all together because right. so, that seems so like that a good environment, idea to them. That environment was not great. And I'm not saying because they're with kids with disabilities or I, I don't know who had it worse, as a matter of fact. Or at the time, I know it couldn't have been good for morale for anybody involved to be in the A-team. And, you know, they shuttered them away from the rest of us, uh, general population inmates. But but stuff got rough and rowdy down there quite a lot in ways that you don't even want to... That I would only go into with somebody my age over a couple of beers. It was just not a... It was a program with the best intentions yeah like most programs that liberals do it's freaking terrible So, most of my friends who were in i had Mm -hmm. two friends who were in the a-team both of them came out of mccall just assuming that they were idiots you know (laughs) 
And neither of them are idiots. One is truly a a, um, a creative, brilliant guy. And one guy is just really street smart, just not a great reader. <laughs> it just boggles my mind how bad the school is at assessing kids' needs and educating them. Yeah. Er, like, they're the worst people in the world at it. And I think that time represented a big fissure because there, that was the time, that was the divorce revolution was happening right then. Mm-hmm. So, and I was part of that, of course. And Jimmy and I learned to use it immediately. As soon as we saw that we could get special treatment and attention and they'd give us more slack because our parents were divorced, we used it. I mean, we were part of the problem, you know, smart enough, lazy enough to not want to do any work, smart enough to do just enough to manipulate the system a little bit. You know, and then they send you to the to the school shrink, and you talk about how uh, you know mom's unemployed and, and dad's mean to me, and and they eat it up. Yeah, they just eat it up. They'd rather do that all the day. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary sit in the office with you and talk about your problems and feel like they're right. doing something really important than like you know deal yes. with any of the actual issues in the school i remember there. my i went to this the, our um our whatever she was resource offered the, the like the shrink the in the in penitentiary shrink and the guy remember going into her office and this is i'm a seventh grader now and we're going to her office. I I had trouble because I was I hated school. I was bad at it. I was lazy. I didn't understand algebra. I hated it. I was mad at my parents. I was a normal effed up junior high kid. Um, and but I was smart, you know. And um, at least I think I'm smart, you know. In a way, I don't know. So I remember getting going to the resource officer, and he's being sent or whoever her name was, and being sent into. I later wanted to date her daughter, and I don't think my time with her helped me um but uh, but being in that room and seeing on the wall that she had a picture of motley crew to show you that she was oh she was hep yeah she was down i thought man this is gonna be easy this is gonna be easy i'm seeing exactly what i have here but the fact is is that and i'll get back to these girls here who are putting put the thing on mccall you a penitentiary for kids just entering certain stages of puberty is an unnatural place, and it should not be a place where the your the world is modeled, or you're trying to build a Sim City, where everybody needs to make sure they're reflected somewhere, and this and that. It's awful, regardless. Okay, doesn't matter if you're reflected anywhere. You know, it's a weird time for kids. They don't know who to be or what to be or how to be. They look freaking stupid. It's the worst looking years for kids. 
And like this idea that we're going to have, we're going to do a model progressive society in the school. No. The thing they do at junior high school at McCall is get through it because you're heading to the bigger big house in a couple of years. So try to find a way to, you know, hide inside norms and don't be too interesting and, you know, just hold your breath for four years after that. indicator that there is a lack of education within our community about diverse topics. Because they've experienced microaggression or offensive comments, there's lack of education about diverse topics. Hmm. No, I think that's because young kids, um, punky boys are learning how to sharpen their antlers and witchy little girls are learning how to be gossipy backstabbers. These are growing well, pains. And if the two things were related, if microaggressions correlated with kids just being ignorant on diverse topics and about diverse authors, then you would see less of that in places like Winchester, Massachusetts, and more of it in other places that are less liberal. But we don't see that. As a matter of fact, we see it in places like Winchester or Melrose, Mass, or wherever, because kids that age learn what they can do that's going to provoke the biggest reaction Absolutely. from the adults around them. And when they find out that it's that, they do that a lot. Absolutely. That's Absolutely. the way you to go... scare your parents is to listen yes. to Jordan Peterson now. Yep, you go to the forbidden. You go to the forbidden. I remember writing my parents a... My mother, I used to write her little bitchy letters all the time, and I wrote them a letter that was like quoting Charles Manson. I wanted them to really think that I had gone to evil. And, you know, I it, it was it was designed to make them worried. They brought it right to a shrink in Winchester. I had to sit with him and talk about it. And he, he was also a, a hack. He would just take me to friendlies and eat for a while. And he'd be like... Uh, <laughs> He'd be like, oh, how, is, does being overweight bother you? And I was like, uh, no, no, not really. It's not a thing. Whatever. And he was like, oh, okay, that's good. And move right along. I'm like, oh, Jesus. I think that was like 90% of the thing. It's like at least one year. I mean, that was serious. But, um, but. Uh, so did so he maybe how- think that, that being overweight was like making you resentful of the world and like that you hated it? And so you were like going to turn into a serial I, killer Alice, or be, something because you were if fat? If he were a good shrink, I think that he would have thought that through. I think that he figured that he's hanging out with me and bilking my dad for so much money that he better ask a shrinky question here and there. <laughs> Seriously, it was really a, my dad always thought that he was a waste of money, and he definitely was. How often do you experience these microaggressions? And one is rarely, and five is frequently. And even though this information says that majority of people experience insults slash offensive comments rarely, the impact is great. Sometimes one offensive comment can remain bottled up inside someone for many years. Really? <laughs> Jesus. Not to mention, like, the methodology of this is we a little We have to suspect. hide everybody from... Well, the methodology, Alice. Um, <laughs> if so, 70. how often? There's 64 responses. Uh, 24 of them said more than 20 times per whatever, and three of them said 4 to 7% of the time. <laughs> there's no credibility in the pool here. So we, we should take this seriously. We asked some... Um, people to share if they were comfortable, some specific examples of when they experienced microaggressions or offensive comments. Um, and here are some examples. If you want to stop the video in order to read through, feel free to do so. Here's some examples. Mostly around the fact that Asians are supposed to be very smart. That's one of the microaggressions that students encounter. Stereotypes happen. The Asians are smart stereotype. I don't know 
that that's an aggression. <laughs> I also don't know. Ha ha, you're I, the smartest race in here. Ha. <laughs> I also don't know. That means that people keep co- copying the Asian person, you know, for better or worse. But you know what? I also don't know that uh, reading uh, children's books about non-binary people of color to kindergartners is going to stop people from thinking Asians are smart. <clears throat> Mostly, here's another one. Mostly it's from old-fashioned ideas, but when we go to my grandmother's house for dinner for some reason, my grandmother always has me help set the table to bring water to the, to the table while my dad and brother watch TV in the living room. It's a smaller microaggression, but it's still annoying. So this is written by a girl? Yes. So it's the boys don't have to set the table? Exactly. So how are we going to educate grandma then? Because that's not a microaggression that's happening from the middle schoolers. Well, uh, uh, but she's still undergoing microaggression. That's right. So, yeah, so grandma how are has you going to get enroll, grandma on She board. has to enroll in McCall. We need her to read That's books right. from some more diverse authors. part of the authors. A-team where, okay. where everybody goes. But right. She said it's a smaller microaggression, but it's annoying. Wait a second. Your grandmother help asking you to help Said the around table. the mm-hmm. place is a microaggression? Because she's looking and saying, oh, there's no equity here. The boys aren't doing it. Don't worry. The boy's grandpa and the kid are mowing the lawn, okay? Yeah, and... By the way, how Winchester to- a problem is that my grandmother asked me to sit at the table with her? Meanwhile, the patriarch, he just sat there watching the game. Do you want to watch the game, time, When it comes time to change a tire, where is the patriarchy going to be for this young lady? Can I just ask? Is she going to be looking for the patriarchy then? I, I guess so. I guess so. What did you just say? I said, when it comes time to change a tire, where oh, is right. she going to be on right. the patriarchy? Some kids used to tell me that my mom would get deported and called me a st- stupid stuff like taco kid or something because my mom is Mexican. So what that called is kids being jerks in the way, as you were saying, the best way they possibly know how. how. Mm-hmm. I don't think taco kid is great. As far as creativity, I give it a D minus. But you understand what they're doing? They're jerks. That is the most racist one so yes. far. Uh, but, well, in the sense that it's a racial stereotype. That's not just purely positive. Well, like I don't the think Asian it's, kids I don't know that one. it's racist in, you know, in, I'm sure that the kids calling her taco kid because her mom is Mexican call each other and other people, other kids, regardless of race. They just find whatever they can to be jerks to hurt each other. Here we go. Once a kid in my class said that all black people couldn't swim. First of all, I don't know if that's a microaggression. I think you have to be a victim to have it. But then again, if somebody says that, I would say that that is not true. Pretty demonstrably not true. But who cares if some idiot thinks that black people can't swim? Also, here we go. This gets even better. Also, other students support the Sachem mascot. There we go. There is a yeah. microaggression. And think that all Native Americans have red skin. Um, that is called made up. <laughs> Nobody thinks that. And then we continue. Firstly, first of all, I don't know if we're at firstly now. This is bullet point number three. But firstly, <laughs> I had a problem with this because it's not true that all black people can't swim. That's racist. Oh, good. Very good, Tiffany Muffy Lakewood. Um, also, I find it offensive. If you're a junior high kid, stop finding stuff offensive. Also, I find it offensive to have a human being being a mascot. It is dehumanizing and affects Native Americans. How is it dehumanizing? 
It doesn't affect Native Americans whatsoever, as a matter of fact. They, in fact, play against another team yes. in the same sports league as them that's the Minutemen, and nobody complains that that's dehumanizing to anyone. Exactly. They might Even also, though there's literally descendants of Minutemen the, living in that town. They might play the Highlanders, they might play the Trojans, they might play the Spartans, too. Imagine this. Imagine dehumanizing and affects Native Americans. Affects Native Americans. Effects Native Americans are uh, is uh, opioids and uh, and drug abuse and alcoholism and unemployment. It affects Native Americans. Lastly, I find those comments insulting because I'm black and part Native American. Oh, great! Welcome to McCall Junior High, when you can learn to be a hundred percent a victim. I don't have red skin and I know how to swim. I was on the swim team. Well, there you go. Then you there showed you them, go. didn't you? Then it can't hurt you that some kid thinks okay, that. Think so. uh, okay, there's one more here. For the past month, um, month, this guy in our grade has been calling my friends the F slur when he has something form of LGBT. I can't read it. So. Um, here is another um, diagram showing that um, a large portion of the people who made such remarks are unaware of the meaning behind their words. I don't even understand how to, what does that mean? They were unaware of the meaning behind their words when they said those things. <sighs> the majority of McCall students are very interested in seeing a more diverse curriculum. I'd like to see how that was, uh, how that was posed. We're able to understand what they're going through if we just look at those in Because we aren't able to understand what they're going through if we just look at them like a regular person or less than a regular person. We need to see them as more than just a nobody. If we know what people have gone through to get where they are it's now, an and be able to be who they are now, we'll understand them. And if we end up, and if we ever end up in the same situation, they might be able to help us. Also, have you ever noticed that in most movies and shows, the main characters are white males? Women, women's rights are for another story. Why? <laughs> Is that even so, true? What, so wait a second. So in most movies, have you noticed the main characters are white males? No, I haven't actually. But also, that. so is that a, is that the bad color? <laughs> what should they be? Should in by and also, are movies not uh, marketing vehicles for people? I think they're trying to just simply sell products to people. They're trying to sell tickets to people. I think that the that the story and whatever is going to. But why are we asking the elementary and middle schoolers these questions anyway? Why are they teaching us? They don't know anything. And why are they now? So they're going to go around noticing, look, it's more white males. We're white males. Talk about, um, you know, criminalizing a race in a a sex. It's the white males again. No, they're the bad ones. God. Why can't you have a lead role if you're Hispanic, Asian, African-American, Muslim or cheddar. Why can't you have a leading role? I don't know. Don't. Ask the guy who's in uh, Rocky Five in the Creed movies. Ask Angel Washington why he can't. I have no idea why he can't. And I don't know. Sidney Poitier just died, and people are upset about it. And you know, he seems to be somebody who had influence. I, I, what do you? What do you want? I mean, what is the? They are out there. This is like this is gross. This stuff. This is effing sick stuff. Even though we continue to learn about how we used to treat people, fight for equal rights, and protest against unfair rules, we are still yet to change. Take slavery, for example. When that- Wait a second. We still, she has an always be kind shirt that I'm sure her mom got to her, gave mm-hmm. to her. 
Okay, now we're taking slavery. I was gone, it was segregation. Am I segregated, but still don't have equal rights? This is why it's important to learn about other people's life experience. Do we not have equal rights? Wasn't there an equal uh, rights, a civil rights bill, a bunch mm -hmm. of legislation in the 60s? Not everybody has equal rights? Um, yeah, I'm not fully following the kid's point here. Then maybe we'll make a change. Also, if we learn from something, people do that so you don't repeat history. So why do we repeat history? Yeah, like calling out um, somebody's race and gender and saying it's problematic that you're seeing too many of them in certain places. Oh, man. It is important to learn about other people's life experiences because that is the only way we can empathize with the opinions and perspectives of the people around us. Says who? Says who? Mm-hmm. Is there a place that you go to on Sundays, Alice, by the way, uh, that might help you learn to empathize and uh, have love and affection for people around you? Uh, yeah, I would say that I go to church and that... that helps with that are there generally i'm pretty sure i went to a church in winchester i got con confirmed there as a matter of fact i think they're available in winchester too that's the only way isn't it interesting that they think that the school should be doing the work of the church yeah and the diversity officers are the only way that you can learn to be kind to people with different skin colors there's no other way to do it no can't be done unless we're here yeah you need more graphs that we're gonna make these three um uh uh these three uh, eighth grade stooges read. Our ideologies, beliefs, likes, dislikes, and opinions are shaped by our life experiences. This is very organic fourth grader. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So if I don't learn about others' experiences, then I would incorrectly assume that others lead their that, that others lead their lives the same way as me. They are happy or sad or angry by the same types of incidents, and their opinions are the same as mine. I will take their emotions for granted and will end up hurting their feelings. Holy God, what a, the self-flagellation. My God, I need to burden myself because if not, I'm going to be my most wicked self. We're gonna, I'm going to default to being a POS. Is I'm, that not true about, what does that have to do with race though anyway and diversity? Because you could easily say the same thing. I mean, like, I'm sure these kids aren't exposed to very many right-wing people. I didn't know this thing would be so good. I got to make some hay out of this thing for tomorrow. Thank you, my friend. We'll call him Dave. Um, oh, we got to do the chat chat. We're out of time. I know, and I had other things I wanted to do, Dang. but we're not going to get to it now. So Sorry tomorrow, about that, but I think it was good. Tomorrow we'll do more. I did enjoy uh, Maybe more seeing what's become of your town. I know. McCall Junior High, the place where John Ward fought Joey DiGiovanni. Ward technically won the fight, Alice, was accused, I say credibly, of having a needle in his hand during the fight, a foreign object. Absolutely, absolutely. I've done some. I'm doing some cold case research on this, and I'm going to put uh, Mr. Ward uh, on the dock where he belongs. All right, um, let's go to the chat chat, shall we? Let's. Am I in trouble? No. Okay. Because <laughs> I think that's excellent. Um, I think it's excellent uh, things. Here we go. Have uh, you seen this um, Dateline? Many series about <clears throat> called the thing about Pam. It's about Pam Hupp, who uh, killed somebody for uh, insurance money. And she, I've heard it, about apparently this. she's she's uh, she's uh, killed three people, including really? her uh, own mother. 
Um, it's interesting. Oh, enough. Arby's is a sponsor of the (laughs) miniseries. All right, bye. Love Arby's. Murder on the Millennial Express did Um, Pam Hup, but they're all taken down, so you can't listen to it. Sorry about that. No, I don't know. I don't know her. I'm obviously uh, intrigued and attracted to psychotic women. (sighs) Alice has had the gonna kill you look before. (laughs) Hi, Steve from Merrimack again. Steve. Tom, I think a, a great thing for the show would be to give Alice some walk-up music. You know, like the Ooh. first time she speaks into the microphone, right <laughs> beforehand we play some walk-up music for her, like she's batting in the major leagues. And nice. I'm thinking Lit Up by Buck Cherry, which uh, features the lyrics, I'm on a plane with cocaine, and yes, I'm all lit up again. Oh. Cough up, love, and touch up. Your mama said banging lines is sin. Jesus. And yes, I'm all lit up again. On the couch, in my bed. And yes, I'm all lit up again, flying. I love the cocaine. I love the cocaine. Thoughts? Alice? What do you think, Kim? Alice? Will she not, go for it? It's not true. So I am it's for not, it. I am for it. She claims to want... So this is the thing about Lexington. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, here it is. Is it only in my left ear? It's in my left ear, too. I think it's oh, in the combo. Yeah! Song rocks. Here's Alice. I like this for you. <laughs> it's not true though. Can I ask you a question? And please don't consider this me objectifying you. You know I've mentioned that you you look great and you're doing it right. Come on, ADD, and your body looks awesome. And you look and, and you just look very hot. What are the possible? What would it take for me to get you to do a? Pole dance to this song. No. For um, OnlyFans. No. <laughs> no, not at all. No, not at all. Even if it could be fulfilling financially for the family. Nope. I would rather the kids starve. Jesus. <laughs> wow. Somebody's hiding something from her past. All right. Here we go. I like the song, by the way, Steve. I appreciate that. I like the song. I don't know much about Buckcherry. I got to say. When I saw you were discussing the murders at Turkey Hill, yes, I was pretty sure that you were going to talk about the time that Tom killed a gallon of ice cream. Uh, it's a fair assumption. I like Turkey Hill ice cream. I don't think it comes from this Turkey Hill, but um, I like Turkey Hill ice cream. There was a time in my life where I was killing a, I was whacking out a pint of Chunky Monkey a night. When I lived, when I was just nineteen and twenty, me and John Ward lived together, and we would go and um, go get Chinese food and then a pint of um, Ben and Jerry's uh, Chunky Monkey in New York mm-hmm. City Fudge uh, and then watch The Simpsons in syndication. And pretty much that was... Li- Actually, I don't know that life has gotten better than that, but yes. Hi, Hi. Steve from Merrimack. Hey, Steve. Sorry okay. with the third message. Very oh, apologetic. Third. But I found one. the Brown Massacre discussion fascinating today. It was an excellent episode. Thank you. Um uh, I experienced something similar. I don't know if you've ever taken the kids or Alice or anybody to Fort Ticonderoga. No. But it's a great living sort of historical museum. And uh, there was a table as a kid. I would go in the 70s and I'd see this table where a frontier family had been eating dinner and a group of uh, peaceful Native Americans had come in and wiped them all out and bashed their heads <laughs> on with rocks and all sorts of stuff. So there was blood stains on the table. Oh, no. And it was one of those great, gruesome things that kids love. So oh, awesome. I took some nephews in the 90s 
to go show him Fort Ticonderoga, and especially that item. And, uh, of course, the tables had literally been turned uh, on history because it was facing a different direction and now had a tablecloth on it. Oh, and no! And I asked one of the docents what gives, and she said, oh, well, uh, we thought it was just in bad taste to have this table on display. And I was like, was it in worse taste than the actual <laughs> massacre itself? <laughs> Give me a effing break. Oh. Anyway, thank you. Steve is rolling. He is absolutely right. Right on, exactly right on both messages so far. That's fascinating. That would be so cool, too. I mean, when we talk about this in this gruesomeness and these, these attacks and this viciousness, it's not done with uh, animus towards, uh, you know, Native Americans. It is just done uh, in awe of the violence of the day. And, you know, once I, once again, I am a victim mm-hmm. of this. Am I not, Alice? True, true. There are, we own a book all about uh, the history of Shattuck. Yeah. And um, many met their ends at the hands of Native Americans, yep. especially during the French and Indian War 1727, period. the Shattuck uh, family a um, Thanksgiving in- was held actually at Fort Ticonderoga. <laughs> Long table there. <laughs> no, None of them made it out alive. We should go look at it. There is a, or there is, there was when the internet page was made. A, um, I, I don't know if it's still there in the town of Groton. There's a spot where Selectman John Shattuck and I think his son, his 19 year old mm-hmm. son, were killed by a Native American raiding party while trying to ford a river. So. Yes, absolutely. So you know what? Unless you know unless you know my experience, then Yeah, I think that I think that the McCall Middle Schoolers should probably talk to you about the Shattuck lived experience. You know, I am an alumnus. Or I'm an alumnus or an alumni. You're an alumnus. I'm an alumnus and I'd like to speak. Maybe <laughs> I'll give a presentation on uh, all the massacres that happened at the hands of the Indians by the poor And tell her you'd like, because she's part Native American, tell her you'd like her to apologize to you, please. Yes. Hello, Tom. It's me, the Queen. Whoa. Wait a second. She was supposedly had passed away. I did hear that. I was wondering how you and your lovely wife, Allison, are doing. Good. <clears throat> We're doing well. How are you doing? I mean, I, I mean, is that... Well, don't answer still that. doing that little radio show out in Connecticut. I am indeed. I'd like at this t- time to, uh, Make you the Duke of Connecticut. Ooh. <laughs> All right. Let me know how you feel about that. I would be happy with that. I will not complain. Does that like... make me the Duchess of Connecticut automatically, or do uh, I? I may be taking this journey alone, Alice. <laughs> uh, I, I may be. That's no problem with me. I'm, I won't bring my own Alice Meghan Markle uh, to cause trouble. I will rule over Connecticut happily. Happily. Just got the news. Uh, someone called in. I <clears throat> Now I got to... Um, clean four extra rooms so uh if you guys want to help uh be most appreciated so, do we know that justin right. works at a hotel bye That's it. do we are you working at a hotel justin or is it a, a motel are you in your yeah, housekeeping tell me more about this hi steve Thanks, from aramac once again you've misidentified me uh based on someone else's chat chat uh, I believe it was your friend from Bristol County who called in spoofing the ridiculous 9-11 menu. Thank you. Is that true? That wasn't Steve? I guess not. Wow. These are people that sound very, very familiar. I mean, similar to me. You should know, Alice. Your mind isn't I'm addled sorry. yet. I assume if you say somebody's Steve Ramermack that you're saying that because you can <laughs> see who left the message in front of you if they left an identifier. So No, I, sometimes it says anonymous. Well, you're reading it as anonymous. If you well, guys we just can, 
We can require an email, but you said you didn't want to. Uh, no, I don't want to require an email. Okay. They don't want to. Well, then some of them are going to be anonymous. But I assume if you tell me it is somebody, then you're saying that because you wow. can see that. Bad Duchess. <laughs> Bad Duchess, Hallis. Thank you so much for listening. Keep those messages coming. They are great. You can do that at burnbarrelpodcast.com. There's a red button. It looks like an ad. It's not. We swear. You, we won't. Yeah, we don't have any ads. So everything is clickable <laughs> everywhere. Don't worry about it. So so you can click that. Leave us a message. You can also email us, burnbarrelpodcast at gmail.com. Will this episode be up? Will this get up on Apple Podcasts? Um... I mean, I'll make Apple Podcasts put it up, but oh, I don't know when it will be there. But then, but I'm gonna switch hosts probably. If it's not done by Wednesday, we'll be on a new host. Um, anyway, that's what I have to say about that. C'est la vie. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.